What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Yo, what up, what up? We back for another one, Fatherhoods, with a special guest. And and, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you, my brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, man? I go by the name of one ton, like a whole lot of weight. From the infamous underground stoner group Potluck. Man, I've been doing this music game many moons, many moons, you know, and my father now. You know, <laughs> into a lot of the business side, you know what I'm saying? Uh, currently tour manager for Mayday. That's what connected me to this whole thing going on here, you know what I'm saying? So, and you're doing me. a great job doing that, by the way. With thank, you, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I mean, we we had a ball at uh at Red Rocks. Um, yeah, yeah. So so that was dope. Um, so you and I think I might have cut you off. So that's my bad. You said you're a father. How many yeah. kids? What's that situation like? What what type? What for boy girl? What you got? I'm a girl dad. I got two girls, thirteen and eleven. Um, I'm a music lifer. So you know, I did my first show in 1999. So that was long before they were born. So their whole entire life, all they've known is me being a musician, working in the business, being a tour manager. And before the pandemic, from 2002 to right before the pandemic, I was doing a minimum of 100 shows a year. Yeah. 223 was the most I ever did in one year. 223? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Added right, 65? You, you wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. let's, <laughs> let's unpack that in the uh, impact on... on uh, the kids and and you how does how does that go down and has it changed and gotten better uh, as as they get older or has it gotten worse in terms of them missing you and all that good stuff uh well like i said i'm a music lifer so i knew going in before we even had kids me and my lady waited a long time to have kids so i knew that this was going to be part of their life so i always um just tried to get tips from everyone I knew who was a father in the music business or who I felt like was a good father to help, help them deal with that and help them deal with the separation of me being gone. Um, and so I personally feel, and my daughters do at the same time that we've, uh, we have a good family structure of me leaving all this time and all the days that I'm gone. And I feel like it's because I've always incorporated them. Every single day, no matter where I was, I've done all 50 states of this country. I've done other countries. No matter where I was, I see them every single day in a Zoom or Skype, you know, or FaceTime. They get to see my face. I tell them, I love you girls. You're beautiful. I hear about their day. They hear about my day. Um, I, I incorporate them when I leave, you know, so uh, you guys are familiar with New York City. Obviously, all you guys have been in New York City. So when they had the big Toys R Us down there with them. Very good. The Ferris wheel in the middle and everything. Every time I go to New York, I pull out my phone. We'll go shopping in that Toys R Us. They'll be on Zoom with me and I pick out toys, pick out toys. I will always include them every time I left. You know, uh, 
that we'd see something good food on the food channel. I'd go there. I'd order it. And then the next day when I was on the plane, I'd get to go order, bring it home to them so they could try it too. Oh, Kansas City barbecue or Texas barbecue or New York pizza or, you know. So I always included them. So I felt like that's kept me from having a lot of issues of I've noticed other musicians have. Um, that was That's my trick if there is one. Hmm. So, so you almost flipped it into like an exploratory opportunity where you were the one actually out there, but you would bring stuff back and that I'm assuming like they're living vicariously through you. Right. And did, so did you find, I mean, I think I know the answer, but like, did, did you find that excited them? So like when you were heading out, they were like, Oh, this is, this is a new surprise coming our way. It's a new adventure. And then I would always buy them a present too, depending on where I go, like whatever would be popular or different things like that. So they've gotten, you know, fucking super big, uh, Mickey Mouse's from Disney World. You know what I'm saying? So I always do different things like that. So it's like we did it in a way kind of together, you know? Like I said, it was every single day. I never missed a day where they didn't see my face ever in their 13 and 11 years of life. Not one ever. Yeah, that's gotta gotta be big. How does that work 10 years ago? Because 10 years, what was what what 2020? I guess Skype. Uh, Skype, right? Yep. Skype was the one at the very beginning. And also when they were still in their mother's belly, because that's right when it was kind of just now kicking over. Like, so at the beginning, my first daughter, a lot of the time would be phone calls. And when she was still in her mother's belly, she would set the phone on her belly and I would just talk to her in the belly because I just wanted to have them be be part of it, you know? And right. uh, I don't know if, you guys know this about me, but Tech Nine is the one. He's like my OG. He's the one who brought me in the game. That's why my touring schedule is crazy. Okay, that you know, makes sense. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> he told me about a conversation he had with Quincy Jones um, when he when QD3 was doing uh, his record before he mm -hmm. had the strange music thing going right. on, where he was sitting in front of the uh, um, all the platinum plaques on the couch. Uh, with Quincy Jones underneath all the thriller platinum plaques. There's like 30 something of them in a big circle. And he told Tech, hey, Tech, you're amazing, but you're going to have to choose between having a family and having a successful music career because I've never known anyone to do both. Mm. And so <laughs> Tech told me that story when I was first out with it before I had kids. And I took that as a challenge of fuck that. Oh, my bad. I'm not throwing on the cuss on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> this, I took the microphone. The microphone just happens to be on. This is like you and your boys just talking life. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. So I took that as a challenge of I got to figure out a way that can incorporate my kids and my family life into the musician life. Because you know I I was underground. I always was underground. You know, never did thousands and thousands of people. You know, our biggest shows we we're selling out were five hundred people. You know what I'm saying? That was our biggest shows, and we just. We earned, we earned our living, rocking every state, getting on the stage. Yo, I can rap, listen to it, go, you know? So. But uh, there, there has, is there any downside at all that you've noticed from not being around? Like any, anything that the kids are exhibiting that you're like, all right, this is an, a direct effect of me being out so much, or you haven't noticed anything. What I have noticed um, is I feel like there's a, there's the same respect that I have for my parents. Not to say my kids don't respect me, but I have a balance of respect and fear of my parents in terms of, you know, like if I acted up when I was little, you know, I got smacked, you know what I'm saying? I got right. like, I got the belt, you know? So there was always a level of fear and respect. And since I 
am gone so much, I per- personally just, and plus because I have girls, I decided that spanking or none of that would not be a portion of what I did. And then, so I've never spanked my girls, never smacked them, never did any of that. And when you incorporate that of how I treat them on the road, I feel like there's kind of a more friendship thing with my kids versus mm-hmm. a respect for me fully as a father. That's the number one drawback I get. Like they don't have, like they have, I'm, I'm a six, five, 300 pound giant black man that 99% of the world sees walking down the street. It's like, damn, man, what's that dude going to do? But right. my, my, my daughters have literally no fear of me whatsoever. Like <laughs> I'm just like, I could be like a big teddy bear in the corner that they play with, you know, like right. they don't even think of me. There's no kind of separation of, Yo, I'm a father. Respect me. Here's the rules. Here's how it goes. They, I felt like I lost some of that by being gone so much because I'm not involved in the daily discipline and I incorporate them in my life so much on the road. It's kind of like they're my travel mates. They're my buddies. Right. And when you get home, you want to have the best time possible with them. You don't want to yeah. fill that time up with arguing or anything right, like yeah. that. Yeah. How's, so how's that? How's the relationship been with with you and and your lady, uh, the mother of your children, throughout these years? Because that 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 could get complicated, given you're away for so long. Yeah, that was one thing. I've really been blessed. I've really been blessed. So like, she she deals with me at my worst and at my best, and been sticking it out with me from the very very beginning all the way till today. Right now, when I talk to you right now on here, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And uh, she's a teacher. She's a wonderful mother. So she's that's where she gets her patience from. (laughs) (laughs) Word. So I've really been blessed with that. You know, I've noticed, you know, being in the music game, there's all type of women that if you're out here that you could have kids with that I've seen all type of, you know, toxic relationships that people have had. But luckily I've been blessed, you know, like she's just, she's just a wonderful human being, wonderful person. And I'm just blessed that she, she's able to deal with all my bullshit. Yeah, props to her, man, because she's yeah. holding you down, you know, and, and, yeah. and taking care of the house while you're gone. Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, props to you. What? How did do your kids listen to your music or music that you know people you you manage on tour? Like, are they involved in that side of it? Yeah, yeah, they they really listen to music. They're super into music. That kind of got me at this level of still continuing to do it because about right before the pandemic, I was thinking about slowing down and spending more time with them as they were getting into their teenage years, but my youngest daughter's really into music. And then I felt like if she watches me like quit of going out on the mm. road, she might not want to feel like, yo, she can do whatever she wants in her life. Mm. So that's what kind of kept, you know, kept that part of it rolling. Mm. Um, you know, it's crazy because talking about all this and, and before I had kids, cause my kids are young, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I have a, a my son's about to be two, my daughter's about to be four, or she just turned four actually, and um, you know, doing the music stuff, doing everything that I've done, I always said to myself, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna go hard. Still, I don't care if the kids come in. That's part of it. You got to keep going. But listening to you and just thinking, because I've I've had a hard time dealing with uh, traveling and 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 being busy and being away from the kids. Like it's been it's been tough on me, um, and I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it too, because since they're so young and then the pandemic came shortly after my, my daughter, you know, maybe a year or two after she's born. And then my son's born in quarantine. Um, you know, we were forced to stay home and I felt like I got really used to that and they got used to me. So then when things started open up and I started traveling, 
Like I really felt it. Like it, it really hit home. And I'm still having a tough time dealing with it, to be real honest with you, man. Like, like I feel like, damn, you know, and they'll ask about me and they they just real used to it. So so I, I'm I'm trying to like understand, you know, like kind of like what Quincy told Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what you know, what is the right answer there? Like, you know, you know, pursue your dreams, you know, and fuck and fuck your family, you know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to win big, you know, but you're going to have to sacrifice something. It's like, that's really the Illuminati. You're sacrificing your family for the success. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, and, and looking at like, even like all these billionaires and all these corporate people, you know, like how the fuck do they do all the shit they do, but main, you know, have an actual family and, and that loves them and, and, and feels like they're a part of their lives. I can't even imagine that. I guess it depends on what you define success though, right? Because, you know, are you, are you going out there to be a world beater or are you going out there and striking the balance of, you know, I'm comfortable in, in, in what's going on here. I don't yeah. need the excess. That's true. Cause you, you can't find, find yourself get wrapped in chasing a dream and then take it to an excess, you know, or you can, have a good balance of knowing the knowing the tours to turn down, knowing the gigs to turn down, being like, yo, I can't be out for two months, come home for two days and go back out for two months again. You know what I'm saying? Like when I did, <laughs> like I said, when I did, did, did a lot of tours in the past, like before they were born, I'd be able to do that. I go out for three and a half months, you know, right. two tours back to back. So um, trying to and find I, that balance is always You key. also got to think about, I mean, I don't know, you know, how the lifestyle is for you when you go on the road, but you know, I've been on the road. And it's it's grueling, you know, and, and it's and it's tough on your health. You also got to think about, you know, your personal health affects their life. So if something were to happen to you, it would affect them. And so that's another thing that, that I tie into, like, you know, when I think about what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, you know, I'm also starting to say, OK, what what is this impact like m- me, whether it be health wise or am I putting myself in a certain situation? You know, because I'm just th- like, I don't give a damn about myself. I'm just thinking if something were to happen to me, then my kids wouldn't have me to take care of them or me to, to, you know, pay the bills or whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to yeah. my girl. She does a lot, but I'm just thinking about my portion of it, you know? It's, not, it, it's, it's something we was just talking about in the fly dad chat group, by the way, if you, anybody wants to get down, it's www.flydadgear.com slash dad group. Um, and, and the conversation was around that. It's like, yo, the future, right? Or not even the future. It could be the immediate present. But it's like, are you prepared? God forbid the unthinkable happens. How does your family carry on? Because in many of our cases, we are either primary or a complementary breadwinner. And so it, you, you cut off that, that limb and now it's a wrap, right? A lot of it makes it really difficult. So the, the topic of, yo, who got a will? Do, do you have right. an estate plan? Like these kinds of, and I'm, I'm, I'm one that I'm like, I've been thinking about that shit for months, years at this point, still haven't pulled the trigger. Life don't insurance. even really understand it. Like life insurance to me growing up was a luxury that nobody I knew had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The minute that, that my girl got pregnant with our first, I was like, it was a sense of urgency. Like I gotta get this motherfucking life insurance. I don't even know if I got the right one. Like in case something happens to me tomorrow, hurry up, hurry up, sign this shit. Let's go. Let's pay. Right. You know? Yeah. But like, are y'all so so? Ton, you do a lot of traveling. Um, has how have you thought about that? Just you know, as as somebody who's contributing to the household in the way you do, like, do you have anything set up? Like, what's what's your situation like? Well, I mean, obviously, my 
uh, my lady will get everything, you know, we're okay. married. So anything that I have is hers, all our, you know, so if anything happens to me, so, um, and then besides whatever she would want to do with any of our joint assets or whatever, any of that, um, would be all up on her. You know, my mama's cool. You know what I'm saying? My sisters is fine. You know, my brothers is fine. Like they don't need nothing for me to be able to keep going financially. You know, obviously I'm a contributor without that, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't even be here right now talking to y'all. So right. <laughs> I got life insurance for that portion of it, you know? Yeah. And then, um, I, but to me, and this is just the, my personal way I always look at it is, um, the finances is just, it's just a piece of being a father. You know, that's sure. just a hundred percent. There's a, you know, I feel like the generation above us, you know what I'm saying? Like my lady, for example, you know, like she's Armenian. So she's like super, I don't know any of y'all hip to the Armenian culture. Most people only know about Armenians because Kim Kardashian. Right. But, right. <laughs> they're like a super traditional, like man goes and works, you right. know, woman stays home and takes care of the kids. You know what I'm saying? And all the man has to do is provide money and that's it. Where I knew that I wasn't going to try to be one of those type of fathers. So just like how I include my girls when I'm on the road, I try to do that when I'm home. Like we have, we spend a lot of time together. We have a family day, full day, Saturday. All we do is play games, watch movies, no cell phones, no nothing. Like we're part of each other. And I feel like that's more important than any money I could really ever give them. Although the money part's cool and they're, they're straight with that. But I personally always feel that that's the part. If something happens to me on the road, that, that can't be replaced. It doesn't matter how much money I have in a will, how much money I have in life insurance. I won't be here anymore. So wait, you you really dedicate a whole Saturday consistently? A whole Saturday. No, you don't dedicate a whole day, man. I, I try to do Sundays at, at my crew. I mean, but like Sundays is football, man. I got an addiction. I got a terrible, <laughs> terrible addiction. Luckily, I'm not into sports, so I'm good. <laughs> no, but like, but listen to what he said. There's no cell phones. Everybody's interacting with each other, and it's about that entirely. I don't. I I haven't been able to do it for an extended period of time like that. Like I I envy that you're able to do that. So we're gonna need like an ebook fucking breakdown of how this happens because i think I, like I, w- I dream to be able to do that well it, it's it's not willingly all the time i got a 13 year old and 11 year old you know so they get to phases now especially my 13 year old she wants to be wrapped in her cell phone and having crushes at school and all that but i just bargained with her i said hey you know we spend good family days together on saturday i'll, I'll increase the amount of cell phone usage you can have on sunday so she's mm. like, okay, cool. I can get an extra two hours on my phone on Sunday. All right, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. And plus, my, my my older, she's a little, she's a real competitor. She has that competitive gene like me. So when we play games and all that, she's like, she's all about trying to win every time. So some mm. of the things appeal to her on family day. And then, do do yeah. you or your wife monitor, like, grab her phone every now and then and check to see what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have time limits on their phones, you know. At basically school day until all their homework's done and all their charges are done, they can't get on the phone and they only get an hour on school days. Do you, you go? Do you go in and look and see what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. the codes to their phone. I okay. set the whole thing up. I check, and then because of the school they're in, they do a lot of projects. They go to private school, so you know they they can like right now today when I get off of here in a couple hours, I'm going to their history fair. So they've been working on these projects, um, these their history fair projects, and. Uh, so they spend a lot of time on their phones with their friends in terms of working on projects and searching stuff like that. So I'll even go in and see, okay, 
you spent uh you spent time on your school app really is where you did 30 or 40 minutes here you spent time they don't have no social media app so i don't got to worry about that but oh wow you, that's good you spent time on youtube or you spent time on spotify whatever i can just go in there and see and i check you know at least once every other week and then uh yeah try to keep them to a good schedule so so you said earlier before you got started having your kids you were having conversations with different folks in the industry about like recommendations they had, like finding out what hacks you could potentially lay out for yourself to be able to maximize your, your role as a dad. I think we heard one, but I'm curious, do you have like a top three of the tips that you took away that really have made a profound impact in your ability to be a dad? Um, well, the one, the one that I, um, that I, I really hold tight onto is I promised them that on their birthdays, no matter where I was at in the world, I would always come home physically in person. I would never miss their birthdays. So I've been in the middle of a tour and I don't care who's ever hired me. Someone hires me as an artist or as a tour manager, I'll be like, yo, you know, July 15th, November 11th, no matter what happens, no matter if it's the Tupac and Biggie back from the grave reunion show, <laughs> I'm not going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I make sure I go home and I really celebrate with them so they know that no matter what happens in my life, that, that that's their day to be celebrated for how special they are. And I'm always going to be their number one fan. I'm going to be there. So um, I think that that in their mind, that helps me because they know that, hey, there's a there's a there's a point to which all this ends and I'm number one. And they they know that. So. I felt like that was a good trick. Hmm. Um, I felt like uh, how I said before about bringing them with me when I was on the road, I felt like that was a good trick. And then all those little things of seeing me every day, shopping, you know, on Zoom through a Toys R Us, eating the food and and me, me bringing it home if it's the day before I come back from a tour or me mailing out food, you know, like making them a part of my job as a piece of, and then when I'm home, they, you know, they've come out, you know, they've been on stage with me at super big shows, you know, San Francisco, I'm on tour with Devin and and burner and, you know, burner coming from the Bay right now is as hot as it could be, you know, packed, packed to wall to wall, you know, they're on the back of the stage. They can see that, you know, different people, friends of mine get married, you know, we're at a wedding and it's people like me and other musicians. It's like, they get to go to school and be like, yo, I just went to a wedding. I saw E-40 there. You know, like I was playing with, I was playing around with his kids. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a whole, it gives them a, a connection to it. And then uh, I think the third piece is, and this is what I learned. It was just reinforced, um, reinforced from different people in the music business. But this is the way that uh, my mother, technically my stepmother, but she raised me during my, um, my pivotal high school years, she had a thing of, I would, I'm never going to lie to you. You know, like I'm a, I'm always be honest. So anytime I had those weird questions about like drugs or women or just any of those things where you get to that awkward point where you don't really want to talk to your parents about it, but your friends don't really know what the hell they're talking about. Cause they're so young. Like I took that and I applied that with my girls. So questions like drugs you know, different things like that. As soon as they asked me, I just told them, you know, like, this is how it is. And I tell them, you know, you can't tell your friends at school because, you know, uh-huh. you go to Armenian private school, they don't like, 
the way that they're raised is completely different than the way you're raised. When, you know, they asked me about, you know, same-sex marriage and all those. I mean, we live in San Francisco, so that's going to be something that they see, you know. So they asked me about it. I just try to be 100% honest and then tell them, yo, this is our private thing with our family. Don't share that with other people at your school. So um, oh, mm. that's the third thing. Just trying to be as much as much honesty as I can provide. And yo, Ton, I got so many other questions, but we might have to have you come back. Yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta do a part two. Yeah, because <laughs> we, what we didn't get into is like potluck and what potluck represents, like underground, like cannabis centric hip hop, uh, and how that plays out with your kids. But let's put let's put a pin in it for now, and we'll find All some right. other time for us to talk more about that one. Word, I'd love to come back, man. Like I said, I listen, I listen to you guys, and I, when I see the clips. I feel like, you know, a, a brotherhood in a way, because it's rare you can find someone in the music industry who's focusing on being a good father yep. and the ins and outs of those and the conversations with the kids. It's like, you know, I could talk to my lady about raising our kids, but she there's a piece of us that are always going to be separate because she's a teacher. She's around kids 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know, whereas I'm I'm around people who make money of, from degrading women and talk about right. telephone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole different situation. <laughs> Yo, uh, by the way, how did you discover the Fatherhoods podcast? From the um, the uh, the dad bat from uh, from Fly Rat. Dad. From yeah, from the Fly yeah. Dad. I, 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 I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it again because I didn't have that on the, on the record this time. <laughs> so, so, see, yeah. listeners, before you bow out of here, we need two things from y'all. One. Make sure three things. One, make sure you review the episode at the podcast. Actually, give us your feedback. We really would love that. It's, it means the world to us. Two, go check out flydadgear.com. And if you're interested, you can join the dad group. It's flydadgear.com slash dad group. Um, we're in there just having similar conversations to the one you're listening to now. And third, and I'll turn it over to you one time. Where can people check you out and engage with you if they'd like? Everywhere, all social medias, anywhere you want to find me on Potluck, one ton, the number one, T-O-N, one ton, like a whole lot of weight. Potluck, cool. one ton. You know what I'm saying? The original, original, original grower rappers, first first in the game. Everybody okay. else is second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and drop that mic. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah, the schedule part two for sure. Let's yeah. make it happen. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me. It's a wonderful thing that you guys do. I wish something like this would have been around when I, when my kids were born. I'd have been tuning in and listening to every single one and trying to soak up game, man. Y'all doing a wonderful thing, man, out there for musicians out there trying to trying to be good fathers. Thank you, brother. You appreciate take care, you. man, and keep doing your thing. All right, man. God bless. All right. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child.